So today we're going to be studying from Psalm 93. And so if you would just pray with me and then we'll get started. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask you to help us see uh, that you reign over all things and to live in light of that. We pray today that that would become very clear. In Christ's name, amen. I'm going to go ahead and read this psalm uh, to you. It's a short psalm, and we're going to be reading from Psalm 93. So hopefully you can turn there, and we'll get started uh, together. Psalm 93. The Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed. He has put on strength as his belt. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. Your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their roaring. Mightier than the, bur than the thunders of many waters, mightier than the waves of the sea, the Lord on high is mighty. Your decrees are very trustworthy. Holiness befits your house, O Lord, forevermore. So today we're looking at a psalm. It's a short psalm. Uh, it's a psalm about the reign of God, and we are going to look at that step-by-step um, step through the psalm, and, and I hope that you will come away with a, a great confidence uh, in our God. And so we see here that he reigns, or you could say that he is sovereign over all. This is a truth that uh, Israel needed to hear. It's a truth that we need to hear. Uh, depending on the times of life, sometimes where you might be overconfident, this psalm might say to you, listen, God reigns over the earth. Whatever you think about yourself, you need to be humble, you know, kind of like Nebuchadnezzar. Or there may be times where you say, oh my goodness, everything that I'm trusting in, that I'm hoping in, uh, all of those things, I, I, I feel like I'm out of control and I can't uh, do anything about it. And, and, and so, is there anybody that's in control of what's going on in the world? This psalm speaks to that. So, uh, one of the times that I think of in terms of the Israel, the children of Israel, dealing with some of the struggles of, of not knowing about the future or wondering about the future would be in the time of uh, King Uzziah when he died. And if you remember, Isaiah heard from the Lord in the midst of that. So the first five chapters kind of highlight how uh, people can naturally start trusting in man and what man can do. And then when you get to chapter 6, verse 1 of Isaiah, it says, in the year that King Uzziah died. And so you say, hold on just a second. All hope in humanity is now lost. All hope in human government, all hope in like this security that they thought they had. And, and what happened with um, Isaiah was that the Lord revealed himself on the throne and says, listen, regardless of who's in power, regardless of what's going on around you, when you think the foundations of your society are crumbling, there is one who is still on the throne. And that's how this psalm, uh, I think, speaks to us and helps us understand So uh, things. So I, I think some of us may have things where you're looking and thinking, you know, maybe you put your hope in a boss, you put your hope in your job, maybe you put your hope in a, your one of your kids or in a government, or you could have a long list of things that you consider to be like the hope that you've placed all of your hope in, kind of, the hope above all hopes, the, all those hopes are, are like really bad saviors. And so for us, we have to stop and say, hold on just a second. 
we are not looking for like saviors in the wrong place or we don't want to. And sometimes those are hidden from us. Like it doesn't, it takes something to kind of uh, shake us so that we say, oh man, I didn't realize how much that I had put my hope or trust in this thing and or in this person. And so when I'm faced with that, instead of saying like, trying to put the pieces together of this broken idol that I've created. Instead, I need to lift my eyes to the heavens and say, Lord, thank you for crashing that idol so that I could see that you're the only one who brings hope. You're the only one that brings security. You're the only one that brings stability. You're the only one that I can trust in um, forever. And so I want to redirect my life towards looking towards the one who alone uh, stands and who reigns. And so uh, this psalm will help us in that regard. It takes you above the sun. And what I mean by that is kind of an Ecclesiastes kind of uh, thought where he's he basically in Ecclesiastes says, if you live life under the sun without a view towards God, then whatever happens in life, whether it's really good or really bad, uh, you will find all of those things insufficient for what you really need to do, and that is to bow before the King of Glory. And I think that is, again, this psalm is helping us see that. And so there are three headings that we'll look at here. Uh, the first two verses, we'll see his reign. Um, and then verses three and four, our rebellion or the world's rebellion. And then in verse five, you come back to his revelation. And so those three things uh, are helpful for us to think in terms of that. And I hope you'll see it as we move forward. So let's start and just look at his reign. Verses one and two. The Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed. He has put on strength as his belt. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. Your throne is established from of old you are from everlasting. So when we start this and we look at this psalm, you say, the Lord reigns. That That's kind of the start of this. And it's just saying like, it's exclusive. Like it's his reign. He, he alone sits on the throne of this earth. Like he reigns over it all. He has ultimate authority. And, and it's exclusive in the sense that there are no others there where he is reigning. That doesn't mean that he doesn't give people authority. He gives me authority in my home, authority in the church, and authority in a variety of things. But the reality is, at the end of the day, when we look at all of these things, we say, hold on just a second. If I am taken to the highest place, to the pinnacle of authority, then all other authorities are just authorities that have been handed down to us, right? And so if someone's given a role to lead in a government, uh, you know, or someone's given the role to lead in the church or in a family or in whatever, that's something that's been granted to you, but it it's all under the umbrella of the great authority of God in his exclusive reign over the world. There is no one who can compare with his reign. Another thing just to say is to say when he says like the Lord reigns, it's something that is constant. It's not it's not like a, he is presently and continually reigns. We'll see. He has always reigned. It, so it's like past, present, future, he reigns. It, it's it's not like, well, one day he will reign or well, it's just a consistent, uh, steady reigning over the world. 
Another thing is like, you know, just to think about this and the, the way that this is kind of fleshed out is something I, I read this week, but it's like he is active in his reign. It's not, he's not, he is not like taking breaks. There's some people uh, not too long ago, go, me and my boys were working in the yard and we, I mean, I don't know, we maybe work 30 minutes and then they look at me and it's like, that is time for a break, don't you think? Like we need a break, you know, or we need some water, you know, and, and so there's, are like, are we not done, you know? But it's not like the Lord is not kind of saying, well, I, I kind of put this on pause. I'm going to stop today. He reigns continually. He is active in his reign. Um, another thing when we, when we're, again, we're taken up into the heavens and we're seeing beyond earth and we say, okay, it's comprehensive. It, you know, there are like different leaders in history. If you've read history and spent some time thinking about different uh, people trying to take over parts of the earth. And as these leaders begin, they, they d desire to like uh, overthrow this, this country or that country. And then there's always this moment where it's like they just want one to take one more step to, you know, like for instance in World War II where it's like we can just take uh, England or if I can just take Russia, you know, then, then I'll have the place, you know, have the whole world kind of tied up in my mind or whatever it might be. But the reality is with God, it is every square inch of this universe he reigns over. So that's just, uh, it's extremely important to see. When Jesus was on this earth, you would see nature bows to him, right? So when we say that, we're not just saying the world of people. We're saying the world of people, the world of nature, the world of human, um, even the people down to their, their wills, the, their hearts, whatever you say, God is, oh, he is reigning over it all. He is sovereignly reigning over the heavens and the earth and all that keeps it together. He put it into existence. He sustains it. He is governing over it. And so every single aspect of this world, he reigns over. It's a comprehensive thing. You also see in this text, I just want you to go back and look at it. It says, he is robed in majesty. So you could say, well, his reign is majestic. There's something about his reign that says like he is uh, you know, sometimes, I don't know if you've watched, uh, you know, different films where it'll show like a king getting ready to take the throne and he is like clothed. Uh, the idea of clothing him in majesty is to try and present him as king. You know, it's not like he like rolls out of bed and then he's presented. But here we see the Lord's reign and we say, hold on just a second. He is clothed in majesty. He is always reigning in that way. He is majestic in his reign. He is glorious in his reign. To see him, there's something of the brilliance even of his reign. And so he is always on duty. He is governing over all in his authority and is always uh, uh, present. And, and he is always in that state. Uh, another thing you see, the, the idea of not only the majestic nature of it, but the strength of his reign. You know, and he, he has put on strength as his belt. It's just, again, the picture here, when you're looking at this, you're saying to yourself, wow, God is not only in the place of authority, and he does not only look the part, he has the, the power to, to do it, to execute his reign. 
It's not like there's someone that's going to come up and you're going to think, you know, like someone that's uh, maybe an athlete where you say they were great in their prime. You know, they were great at 20. They were great at 25. They were great at 30. But there's that point where they lose their edge, their ability. The Lord is, uh, his reign is all powerful. There is strength in what he uh, has done. And so I think it's important for us to see him in all of his power and authority. Now, as you continue forward, you see, um, yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. It's an unchanging reign. Like what God reigns over does not change. Now, is there coming a day, you might ask, where he will uh, rebirth the earth? Of course, and the world and heavens and earth will be transformed. Yes, but you have to understand like it will be held together and then the new birth will come and his reign will never cease. So he is unchanging in his reign. And then the last one, just kind of notice it. It says, it shall never be moved. Your throne is established from of old and you are from everlasting. So it's like pointing you back to into eternity past and saying, he's always been on the throne. He's always been on the throne. He reigns. That that should shake you uh, in, in, in a good way. It, it should just remind us that the Lord is on his throne. Re- regardless of what's going on on this earth, or on the news, or around you, or in your mind, or whatever. I mean, whatever's going on, or on the phone when someone calls you, or whatever, it, it's, it doesn't, those things are, they don't affect his reign over the whole universe. And so, verses 3 and 4, you see the floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their roaring mightier than the thunders of many waters, mightier than the waves of the sea. The Lord on high is mighty. So I want you to just note some phrases here. You, you see that? The, the floods lift up. The floods lift up. The floods have lifted up. I mean, the idea there is like, what's going on there? They're rising up, the floods, that is. They're rising up. And you think, oh my word, could they overtake something? What are they trying to overtake? What are they trying to consume? What are the floods doing? What are they crashing against in this psalm? Well, you see in verse 4, mightier than, mightier than, the Lord is mighty. So the floods are lifting up their voice and they're crashing against, in a sense, you could say, the reign of God. And yet, he is mightier than those things. Uh, Many different writers and scholars would see the waters, and it's something you can kind of study and go back and look over, but the waters are are like, they typically kind of present something of like chaos. There's something that frightened people. Sometimes the waters are used as judgment, oftentimes actually. And so it's kind of this picture of the waters are in chaos, and they are seeking to overthrow. They're trying to overthrow the reign of God, if you will. And God is mightier than all of those crashing waves. If you think about in the world, in all of the things where you see 
a lifting up of, you know, really we would say within humanity, lifting up their voices, lifting up in their power, lifting up like pompously, like we're going to overthrow God. We're going to kill God. We're going to silence God. We're going to do whatever. When you see that where humanity begins to, in their arrogance, they, they almost like the Tower of Babel where it's like rising up and they're trying to rise themselves or lead themselves up to the heavens so that they can be like God. That's That's kind of how humanity does. And you think of it as those waves coming crashing in and they're rising up and yet the Lord on high is mighty. The throne of God cannot be touched. He will never be moved. All of the plans of man, all of the rebellion out there, all the chaos, all the frightening things, even storms or uh, something like a pandemic or whatever, they Anything out there that you might say, oh my word, it's going to overthrow God's power. It's too powerful. It's too, we're too unable to fight this, if you will. Or, or humanity, even like they're, they're seeking to say like, God, we don't need him anymore. Or whatever it might be, the Lord is reigning still. When you think about life and you think about maybe you even would look at your own life and say, man, there are times where the attack was so fierce. Or you might look at it and think like, um, I just wonder, like, did it change the whole like direction of my life? In all those times, was it, did it like um, make me go to plan B? Is that what happened? Did, did, was the Lord really reigning then? That was a really dark moment. And um, I think of Genesis 50, and I often think of it, but Joseph said to his brothers, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. So even when we think, oh man, this moment, this thing, this dark you know, age, or this, this thing of like the world coming crashing in on my life, or the brokenness of this age, or the, all of those things coming in that way, like did, did God, is God still reigning in the midst of that? And the scripture clearly says he reigns. You know, even when you think about some people, like there was a time when I was a kid, I remember hearing about it some. My dad and I talked about it, but there were guys that went around and talked about the devil doing this and the devil doing that. And I remember the first time I heard someone uh, quote one theologian and he said, uh, the devil is God's devil. You know, and it was just like, what? You mean like he reigns over the heavenly beings that are assaulting the people of God? Like, is he he's still reigning? And he absolutely is reigning. What, what people mean for evil, what Satan means for evil, God means for good to bring about the present result. He is working out his plan. So when the nations rage against God, when they rage against the things of God, the words of God, the ways of God, when, when all of that is going on around you, the scripture tells us very clearly, when they seek to do that, the Lord sits in heaven and he laughs. Because it is so insane to think that his sovereign reign has been changed in any way. It is just not 
true. He can look at them and just laugh. Not like laughter that's funny. He scoffs at them because he sees their day that is coming. And so I would say to you, if you're in that place, maybe you, for whatever reason, would be listening to this right now and you're like, God's not in charge. God's not doing this and God's not doing that. I would just say, bow before the King of glory instead of continuing in your rebellion against the God who is on his throne. If you're frightened, run back to the truths that he has told us and revealed to us. So we're looking at this in his reign and then we see our rebellion and how we can live in, in rebellion against God or the, the earth is in rebellion against him. And then finally, in verse five, you see his revelation. Your decrees are very trustworthy. Holiness befits your house, O Lord, forever more. So you might ask yourself, how does this sovereign God mediate his reign and rule? How does he do that? He does so by his decrees. And what he decrees will come to pass. What he has spoken, in a sense, when you're looking at that and you're saying, has the Lord ordered the universe? Has he, is he guiding it? Is he directing it? Has he planned it out? Has he made a plan? Is he executing it? The reality is his decrees, what he has said that he will do, they're trustworthy. They will come to pass. You don't have to wonder, oh man, is it, are we sure? Can we trust those? Yes, you can run back over and over and over. And what God has revealed to us, what he has declared that he would do, he has always been faithful to do, and he will always be faithful to do. They govern the universe. What he says he's going to do will be firmly established. So for you and I, what we have to do is go back and say, how does God reign? How, what do we know about his reign? What does it look like to live under his reign? And we just confidently can sit under that and know that those things will come to pass. They are confirmed. He will bring it about. And then the idea of holiness befitting his house. It's like we would just come to this place of saying like not only are his Thing, the things that he says he's going to do, not only can we trust that he will do them, we can trust that they're right. We can trust that they're good. We can trust that they are without blemish. It, it, there's a perfection about his rule, his decrees, like they're executed flawlessly, but they are flawless also. And so, this is important for us to understand. It's not like you wonder with whatever he has in his mind, whether it is good and right. What comes out of his administration of the universe it is what is good and what is right. And, and then he finally says, Oh Lord, forevermore. It will never cease. So we could say the Lord reigns. He's always reigned. He actively reigns. He'll never stop reigning. He rules over the universe. It's as if the psalmist has taken you up to the heavens and says, listen, all that stuff going on on this earth, all of those things that you might be frightened of, all of those things where you're like, oh my goodness, how could this person be in authority or in a power or what's going to happen there? Are we going to end up in this and that and the other? All of that stuff. 
what what you have to come to this place, what we have to see is like in the midst of all that chaos, we have to stop looking horizontally and look up vertically and say, oh, wait, hold on just a second. He's still on the throne. He's still on the throne. He will never cease from reigning on the throne. And even though there may be times where you think the rebellion is so great, so unified, it, is, it, it, it's, it almost seems like the world is rejecting everything about God. The things that I've watched, you could say maybe, in my lifetime are so shocking to watch the rejection of the ways and the will of God on display in my life. I just can't believe it. What will it be like for the next generation? What we know is what it will be like for the next generation who hope in God is that they can put their hope in his reign and that his decrees, what he says that he will do, he will be faithful to do. And those decrees are matched by his holiness. And so they are perfect in every way. And he will never fail to do what he has promised that he would do. The Lord reigns. A.W. Tozer said, The most important thing about you is what comes into your mind when you think of God. That's the question today. Like, do you see him that way? Do you see him on the throne? Do you trust that he is? If you do, you don't have to live in fear. You can stand forth like in front of people as light. You can say to them, the Lord reigns. We can trust him. It doesn't mean that like we're foolish. I mean, there's a friend of mine that always says, uh, and many of you who probably listen to this will know him. His name's Joe. And Joe says, that doesn't mean I'm going to go jump out in front of a semi-truck because <laughs> I believe God reigns. I mean, the way in which he reigns is by his people like following. One of the ways is his people like using the sense that he's given them and following in his ways and trusting him and, and walking in a way that they think would be pleasing to him. But at the end of the day, if without my foolish act, I, I do lose my life in some tragic way. The Lord reigns. He reigns over all. So we know in his reign that he has foreordained good works that we would walk in them. We know that he has called his people to live for him, to, 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 to live even in the most difficult of circumstances for his glory. And so we just pray that we as his people would stand upon a foundation that is secure and that we would live in hope and that anxiety and fear and sorrow that could just overtake us at times. When we can like get our eyes up and see from the heavenlies, it helps us come down to this place of like, I can rest in the sovereign reign of God. Nothing comes to me. No difficulty comes to me that hasn't been sifted through his hands. No good blessing comes to me that he has not given to me. Whatever he gives, whatever he sends, I can trust with absolute certainty that he is reigning over all. So whether it's really dark outside or really bright, we want to shine for him and for his glory and for the good of the church 
and for the, the good of the world. So let's do that. And, and let's pray. Father, we thank you for your sovereign reign. We thank you that we can trust you. We hope that we would walk under the shelter of your sovereignty. And we pray that we would uh, do so with courage, with joy, and with uh, anticipation for how you might use us. In Christ's name, amen.